In this devotional, I'm going to share with you three thoughts from Job 15, verses 7 through 16, where I'll ask the question, has Job become too self-confident? Job 15, verses 7 through 16 says, Are you the first man who was born? Or were you brought forth before the hills? Have you listened in the counsel of God? And do you limit wisdom to yourself? What do you know that we do not know? What do you understand that is not clear to us? Both the gray-haired man and the aged are among us, older than your father. Are the comforts of God too small for you? Or the word that he deals gently with you? Why does your heart carry you away? And why do your eyes flash? That you turn your spirit against God and bring such words out of your mouth. What is man that he can be pure? Or he who is born of woman that he can be righteous? Behold, God puts no trust in his holy ones, and the heavens are not pure in his sight. How much less one who is abominable and corrupt, a man who drinks injustice like water. Well, Eliphaz, tell us how you really feel. I mean, here he is gathered around with the other friends of Job, talking to him and listening to his complaint. And Eliphaz does not think very highly about what Job is saying. And he brings to mind this fact that, Job, you're not the only smart guy around here. You're not the only one who has some experience in this life. You're not even the oldest one here. So why are you pretending like you know so much? Why are you pretending like the rest of us don't have anything to add to this conversation? And why is it that you are so quick to deny us the right to speak to your condition. Well, Eliphaz is a little bit rough on Job, and he brings to mind this question, has Job become too self-confident? And I'll try and answer that question based on Job 15, verses 7 through 16. Thought number one, intellectual arrogance. What Eliphaz points out here to Job is that he is expressing some intellectual arrogance. He says, are you the only one who is old and experienced and wise? Are you the only one who has some intelligence given to them through their experience in the world? Is there nobody else here who has been around as long as you and has done some of the same things you've done? All of this is pointing out to Job that, guess what? There are other people around who have a differing opinion than him, and they think that maybe you are getting a little too bold in your assessment of God. And I can't help but think that there's a sense in which Eliphaz is right. Now, when you get to the end of Job, what do you find? You find that the friends of Job are treated very harshly by God and pretty much told that they're foolish and that they don't know what they're talking about. And they're kind of not the best of friends to their buddy who is suffering. But he does point out pretty accurately that Job is engaging in some intellectual arrogance, that he is putting himself sort of on a pedestal and making himself look more intelligent than he might actually be. Thought number two, God's comforts. What Eliphaz points out is that Job seems to be dismissing all of the comforts that God has given him. And you might be saying to yourself, well, I mean, sure, he had been given all these comforts, but they've all been taken away. Well, not all of them, because after all, Job is still alive. He still has being, he still has personhood, all of these things he still has. He still lives in a world that isn't falling apart and just suffering a chaos. Like all of that's not happening. And what Eliphaz points out is that God still is providing comforts. Are you going to dismiss all of that simply because some of the things that you've grown accustomed to are taken away? 
Now, that's kind of a harsh thing to say to somebody who has just lost their entire family and their entire livelihood and is suffering horrendous physical discomfort. But it's still accurate. Because after all, God is still in control over all the world, and that should bring us, his creatures, at least some semblance of comfort. Thought number three, wretchedness. Where Eliphaz is definitely right is that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Essentially, what he says is that we are all human beings, and as human beings, we are all wretched before a holy God. And if we understand that, if our default position is to understand that we have sinned against God and are therefore guilty before him, then that will help us to understand better how we can approach him. It will help us to better understand where we stand in the creator-creation distinctive. And as we understand that more and more, then we become more and more aware of our own wretchedness. The fact that we have sinned against a holy God and that we have no right to complain about anything that we experience in this life because after all, the Lord is in control of everything. Eliphaz is right on this point that the wretchedness of man means that there is nothing we can say before a holy God. All we can do is beg for mercy. So has Job become too self-confident? Probably. I think he's become a little bit embittered. He thinks that the injustice has been done. And we should be on the lookout for becoming too self-confident ourselves. May we always remember where we stand in relationship to God. These three thoughts come from the assigned reading of Job chapters 15 and 16. If you'd like to read through the Bible with me, you can do so by subscribing to this channel, by clicking on the link in the description, or by joining the Facebook group Through the Bible, where we are reading the text of Scripture together.